Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. So you go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision.
joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows and a man whose team enters this weekend's National Indoor Champions as the three-time defending champions at the event. Welcome back onto the show, UNC head coach Brian Calvis. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Great. Alex, it's always great to be here talking with you. It's, it's wonderful. So thanks for having me. It is that time of year where I know I'm going to get the chance to speak with Coach Calpis, and I always appreciate that opportunity. And obviously for your team, let's just get right into it. To get back to this event, which of course you have won six times in the past decade. You've won four out of the last five, three in a row. I always like to say it's the Alex Gruskin tenure because I've called the last three, and you guys have happened to win them. So I guess you're welcome. But you know, to get back to this event, what does it mean to your program? Uh, it's, again, I, I told the team after we qualified and we beat Charlotte, uh, you just never take it for granted. It's such a, it's a great accomplishment to be one of the elite teams to be playing for a national championship, the final site. So, uh, we relish it. We, you know, we, we're excited. Um, I know we've had success in the past, but that doesn't always translate into current success. So, uh, just appreciate how our team has gone about, um, you know, just every match, every opportunity to get better. And this year's team is, is, is no different. Well, to that end, you've played 12 matches coming into this national indoors. And I've tried to speak with every head coach entering this event. That's the highest match count I've seen of any team entering this tournament. Why so many matches this early in the year for this group? Um, well, um, you know, we try and get as many matches for all of our players to be ready to go. So early on, you know, we, uh, we have, you know, we have 10 players on our team and we're trying to get everybody, you know, uh, competitive matches to be ready. Cause you never know what's going to happen. So uh, we were fortunate in the early part to be able to play um, a lot of our uh, other players who don't get in regularly, Sarah McClure, Lindsay Zink, Sophie, Sophia Patel did some incredible, you know, work early on and, they were playing, you know, a couple matches a day. And so I think they are competitively getting better and ready. So, um, you know, this year, you know, we're we're trying to keep everybody fresh and, and improving. So, you know, to get those players many opportunities early on was was really helpful for us. And then and then obviously um, we want to play, uh, you know, tough teams. You know, we went to Auburn and played Auburn and Wisconsin and then played Georgia. Uh, so just um, – and then obviously the kickoff. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, those matches. But um, we also are trying to get, you know, you know, Reese, who didn't get, wasn't able to play matches in the fall, trying to get her some matches in the spring. So just everybody, you know, opportunities to get, you know, some matches under their belt. Um, what Again, it was so interesting Like the very fir- first match, even somebody like Abby Forbes, who is so, you know, she's so um, accomplished in the college scene, um, she was very nervous in her first match playing, you know, for, you know, for the Carolina Blues. So it was nice to, you know, to see her in that in, in our gear and, and see her competing for the first time, uh, you know, truly for for our program rather than individual tournaments. So, you know, always it's great to start the season. It's great to start matches that really that really matter. It's so interesting to hear that comment about seeing Abby in Carolina Blue because I think it was 
a stark moment for everyone in college tennis to just, it was like, well, wait a second. Something about this shade of blue is just a little off. But uh, certainly, again, I want to talk about, I'll just refer to them as the big seven in a moment. But you mentioned, you know, Sarah, Sophia, Lindsay. How fun was it for you, for the rest of the team, to watch those players compete in particular? Because I was watching on the live stream, and I actually think your team was more excited for those three set battles and those matches there than I've seen at any point of this year. I mean, we have a very close team. We have a connected team, and 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 to to see them, you know, those those players get those opportunities, you know, to represent the program, you know, and and. And just, I mean, it was just really exciting for them, but it's also, you know, as you said, exciting for our other players to support them because they're no, they're normally the ones supporting the others. And so it's just a give and take. And, um, and, and even like, you know, it's like Sarah, you know, her dad played football at Carolina and he was there, you know, every one of those matches and just to kind of watch his excitement, watching his daughter and just to see her get better and better uh, throughout those matches. And Sophia, you know, she uh, she's a you know fifth year senior, uh, paid for her year to come back. You know, got an extra COVID year and wanted to come back to be on this special team. Um, and she's our captain, leader, and just incredible uh, representation of our program. And to see how the growth she's had over the years. And Lindsay, I was able to, to fortunately coach her mother at William Mary, Lauren Nicholas, and you know to be able to see her and and, and George, her you know her her father. I grew up playing tennis with him, so to see those players get those opportunities and to see the players, our other players rally and cheer for them and support them is, it's just what, which college tennis is all about, honestly. Well, you brought up Lindsay. That's what I was leading to. What's going through your head? Are you like, God, I'm old. Like if you, you know, again, (laughs) what's going through your head when you're coaching Lindsay? Because again, you played with her father, you coached her mother, like you are, it's full circle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Old is definitely something that comes to mind. Um, (laughs) I, uh, it's funny. Cause like when I started Wayne Mary, I was, yeah. I was a head coach at 25 years old. So, uh, you know, I'd love to be back really, really young at that point in time and not knowing what I was doing. So, <laughs> um, but now I'm, yeah, I'm definitely very old. And, uh, uh, but the, you know, the good thing is, um, you know, to have such incredible support from Lauren and George, um, and to be able to have the opportunity to coach Lindsay, Lindsay comes out every single day and works and is so receptive and she wants to get better. And she comes from such a, you know, accomplished family you know her brother Tyler is at Oklahoma State and done incredible things so you know she's she's gotten you know she's gotten so much better and she won our most improved award last year so uh she's she's really we feel confident honestly feel confident putting any of those three in because they they've gotten those matches under their belt they're working hard and they have that team first mentality so we feel confident that you know they're gonna get opportunities and when they do they're gonna be ready I just – the glass half full is you're like, Lindsay, I'm so much better at coaching you than I was coaching your mom. Like, trust me, you're getting the best end of this. Um, so, again, I, I just did want to ask about those players because certainly it was notable to see how many reps they got early in the season. But, again, let's move towards the big seven uh, because on paper, certainly you've had a lot of good teams at Carolina, not just on paper, in action. But, you know, the experience you have with this group and – you know, with Annika doing what she did in the fall as well. Let's just start big picture. How have you approached 
balancing things in practice in the fall with this group, knowing you have so many players who are both eager and capable of, you know, again, high level performance? Uh, it's, yes. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. It's a great problem. And um, it's it, for us, it's a wonderful solution. We have seven right now uh, players that have consistently played uh, in, you know, the top six of, of our lineup or other players' lineups and have done extremely well. Um, you know, they've, uh, they've all been ranked top 20 in the country in college tennis at some point in time, which is amazing. So, um, you know, for us, it's, it's, you know, that, you know, we're, we're going to play the best six on that day. And, um, and the ones that are healthy and ready, uh, just gives us that luxury. Um, Annika, unfortunately was a little banged up early. So, you know, you know, she came in the fall kind of banged up and, she was going to play the ITA summer circuit and just, you know, the, the national championship at Florida state and just did not feel her, her shoulder was bothered. So she, she decided, you know what, I'm not going to play this event. And then we sat her out for the first tournament in the fall at Furman. And then obviously had an incredible fall and, and you know, just really did amazing things. So over, over the holidays, similar thing, the shoulder kind of, you know, creeped up again. And we say, you know, let's let's not let's not rush it back. Um, so let's get you healthy. And so she's, you know, she sat out, um, you know, first, you know, after she played against Wisconsin, and then after Wisconsin, you know, you know, we sat out against Auburn, and then sat out against uh, kickoff in Georgia. But she's she's been training and she's healthy. So now we feel we have seven, um, you know, players that have great college experience. You know, we have the luxury of using them when we need to use them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, just to break things down a little bit, because you've been a lot around a lot of good players, and obviously, you know, Jamie Loeb has ha- had some incredible falls. Haley Carter has some incredible falls. Sarah and, you know, Jenna and Alexa and both Sarahs, by the way. Multiple Sarahs have had in- incredible falls for your program. To see Fiona win the All-American, to see her, you know, win the Fall Nats, go undefeated in fall play— you know, obviously that's coming off of a year where she makes the NCAA semifinals. And I was looking at the numbers, 109 through her first 109 matches. I don't know if that's a record in college, but it's got to be up there. What I mean, not that she hasn't always had success, but what has allowed her to click and what have, you know, allowed her to succeed at the highest level in college tennis? I think it's a bit of mental switch. Uh, she um, uh, last year, you know, she's, you know, her, you know, her first two years, she played mainly four through six. Um, last year, she was primarily at the four spot and kind of barely got in the NCAA tournament. She was maybe one of the last ten people in, um, and uh, so, um, but you know, obviously, uh, she had that incredible run, get to the semis of the individual NCAA portion, and. So, you know, Tyler and I sat down with her and talked to her about, hey, um, you're you're capable of playing higher. You're capable of doing, you know, even better things. You're you've you've won at the sixth position. You've won at the four position. I think to me, the the mental side of things is you have to understand that from our standpoint, we look at you as one of the best players on our team. And if you're one of the best players on our team coming back for next year, You've reckon you you've done this already in this one tournament, okay? Small sample size, but we recognize what you've done physically. You've gotten stronger. You've gotten more versatile. You have you've added more tools to your toolbox in your game. 
Okay, you've worked on all these different things, but now mentally you got to flip the switch and understand that, you know what, we see you as one of the best players in college tennis. It's up to you whether you see yourself. Okay, so I think she didn't play a lot over the summer. I don't think she played a tournament, but I think that mental switch flipped on. And then she came back in the fall, was a little rusty at practice. But the very first tournament, you know, she first match, she's, you know, again, little, you know, little rusty, little struggles. But you can see, just you just see her, her game just going from match to match, her growth, her, her belief um, and her confidence. And, you know, winning that first tournament, beating, you know, obviously the players she did, you know, Madison Sieg, she beat Cayetano, okay, and and then, you know, after that and then going to All-Americans and then winning All-Americans. Um, but it all it, all, it kind of all started, OK, with just that belief of herself and just her confidence. that you know what? The coaches think I could do this. I don't want to let them down. So I'm, I'm going to be OK with whatever happens. And, you know, in early this spring, she she struggled a little bit playing the number one position. She lost. She lost a set against Elon, I think, of her our first match. And she just had to, you know, again, she's not, she's always cares so much about the team. And so she doesn't, you know, understand that, you know what, if I'm playing one, that is, is, is a different feeling for her. And once she gets comfortable, she's okay. And I, I'm trying to impress upon her that, you know what, that if it's best for her, because she's the best player at playing at the, the best at the time, that is the best for the team. And she started to realize that that is okay for her to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, she's certainly been tested at that number one spot. And, you know, again, everyone knows Fiona's going to fight. The big thing I saw in the fall, and I'm curious if this has been something that's been stressed because obviously you rise to that number one spot. You have to have some weapons. She's taken that first strike, I feel like, a little bit earlier. Like, it, has that been something you guys have focused on? Because it felt like her willingness and then obviously ability to win a few more free points, that felt like the difference this fall. For sure. I mean, you know, we um, that's kind of our DNA in our program is to be able to be an aggressive team. When you have a player like Fiona who has the ability to stay up on the baseline and take the ball early and take time away from your opponent without without really losing any kind of consistency is a huge advantage. She she was one that was always such a great counter puncher, but now she's gotten stronger. She has a she has she's physically capable of of not only just staying in rallies, using that lefty forehand on the run at times, but really taking the ball early and being more aggressive. And she's she's taking balls out of the air. She's finishing more points at the net. She's more comfortable doing that. So, um, you know, and her serve's gotten better. I think there's there's some more aspects of her game that are more weapons that that have helped her kind of get to the the top of college tennis. Certainly, and someone who's joined her on that ascent, someone who has started her sophomore season just as strong as she finished her freshman year was Carson Tangillig, who I think when people like myself look at your roster and look at the lineup, you know, we know Abby Forbes is an All-American. She's been at the number one single spot. Scotty, which she's done in the top three of a lineup, she has that pedigree as well. And yet, when you look for what Carson has done, who I think she's 14-4 and four overall this year, just another ridiculous 46 and 11 overall to start her career. We talked about this last season. It takes three seconds of watching her. I always say her and Savannah Brodus. It's just like, you want to know what athleticism looks like? Watch those two play college tennis. And just like, I always say it's the high backhand volley. They can spike it. 
And it's just like, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. They make it look so easy. And yet, it's the rest of the game. It's, dare I say, the patterns. Like, two cross, one line. Everything just seems a little bit more polished. And I'm curious what, in your mind, you know, gave you that confidence to say, you know what, you're ready to play top three. Yeah, she, um, last year, played five. Again, also similar to Fiona, barely got in the NCAA tournament. Um, and first round beats Dasha <laughs> from Princeton, uh, who's a four seed, ends up being all American, gets around 16, actually had several match points uh to beat the Washington State girl and and possibly play the VCU VCU girl to the semis. And and to give Carson a lot of credit, I mean, she didn't lose that match. That, that was an amazing match um at the NCAA uh tournament against an amazing player amazing fighter great ball striker and um you know and then this, what she did this fall i mean what she did this fall i mean you know she lost to fiona at all americans um and you know she's just had an you know had an incredible ascension this fall of of you know putting all her weapons to use and 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 the, and similar to fiona just believing that she can you know play a game style and her her game you know ty and i talk about it all the time it's that she can be a nightmare matchup for a lot of players because she can do a lot of things. She can serve in volley. She can bring somebody in. She can chip. She can, you know, the, the match she played against the Riasco, who is, you know, we have tremendous respect for, who's a really talented player, great counterpuncher, great lefty forehand. But Carson just, it was surgical the way she just didn't let Riasco get comfortable. You know, she just, you know, you know, worked her shots. You know, as you said, two cross, one line. She just did not allow uh, Riasco to to get any kind of offense. And that, and she's she's such she's the one kind of player that makes you feel uncomfortable. But the way Carson has been playing, the way she's mentally believing in her game, uh, you know, she's just she's a she's a you know a player that you know we feel very confident that could play you know top three in our lineup on any given day and. Obviously, that's why we put her early in the season playing one because she, a lot of our players deserve the opportunity to play higher. So we're just going to give you know those players chances you know here and there when we can to play higher because we have a strong team that have capability of playing different positions. I'm not going to ask you if she's the best, but it's shortly a short list of the best athletes you've seen during your time at Carolina. She's got to be on it, right? No question. Ty and I talked about this last week. Yeah. Uh, he has a player we marry that he puts her in that category. Her name is Yelcha. Okay. Um, you know, and and Carson is definitely uh, in that category. I mean, you know, she's, you know, she the one. Uh, it's just amazing to see. You're, you're right. She makes the difficult shots look really easy. Yeah. Um, and now she's making the easy shots look super easy. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's fun to it's fun to coach her. Uh, it's fun to. Uh, you know, she's very receptive. She's, she's coachable. She can do a lot of things, you know, it's, and, uh, you know, we tell her, Hey, you know, chip, chip, chip return, come in, you know, hit the volley cross court, be ready for a lob, hit the overhead, be ready for a volley. It's coming back. And she, she can do all those things. So, um, you know, it's, and it's, it's nice to be able to have somebody who is very coachable, very talented and, and, um, and very receptive. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, to that end, we could go through every player on your roster, but certainly we were all wondering, would Reese be able to 
get eligible your freshman Reese Brantmeyer, who of course one of if not the top incoming freshman in the country and you know ultimately now we have had the opportunity to see her play she loses a tough three-setter to Viedmanova obviously against Georgia but we all know how good Viedmanova what her best level can look like and you know I'm curious getting her active in January what it's been like getting her up to speed and you know again is it almost a blessing to get that first loss out of the way already uh, she, I mean, it's been uh, absolutely fabulous getting her uh, el- eligible to compete for the team, and 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 um, in the fall it was really tough on on her and the girls just um, because she was just practicing, 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 and um, and just she was just why am I pra- what am I practicing for? You know, so um, you know she, you know, it was just so exciting. You know, when she was able to kind of finally be eligible and and get out there and compete, and she's she's been great. I mean, she's, she's been everything that, you know, we hope for. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, even after that loss, you know, the next morning, you know, she came in and hit with me at nine 30 in the morning and, you know, she was just, she's just hunger, hung, just hungered to get better. And she's just, she's such a team oriented person that she, all she wants to do is do what's best for the team. And, you know, she's, um, you know, she's, She's very, very talented, but she's got a lot of room to grow and, and get better, and she's she's really excited to do that. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to see her this weekend again. You're thrown to the wolves, right? Now it's national indoors. We'll see who sinks, who swims. Same question as it relates to Abby. Just, again, you, obviously the pedigree she had coming over, we know what she's capable of in college tennis. How has she acclimated herself to Carolina? Well, we, you know, the it's it's been incredible – for us to be able to work with her before she even was enrolled there's a new rule that you can actually this summer you actually can work with players if they are on campus and they ask you so tyler and i were able to work with abby um and annika pretty much all summer long she worked our camps and so we were able to kind of get a jump start on on that and develop a relationship with her you know kind of add some things to her game and and just um so it the fall it just it was just so easy you know we you know we, we had no kind of trial and air period it was just you know just all all go so it's been great you know I've, I've dreamt about it for a long time when I was recruiting her out of juniors to be able to to be able to have an opportunity to coach her so now when it became reality it's been it's been amazing having a local person such an accomplished person a great a great family great talent to be able to be you know playing for Carolina has just been really really special mm-hmm. and you know with all that in mind one of the things I've been asking all of these coaches is what do you view as your biggest strength heading into the indoors? Now, I want to ask you specifically, because I think I know what you would answer that question to be, and I think the word is depth. That certainly was something you would turn to. But let me ask you this, heading into indoors, singles or doubles, which points do you feel more confident about? Uh, both. Okay, um, good answer. I, I feel confident about our doubles right now. Um, I think our doubles – um, you know, we're, um, I think we have at this point in time, this season, we, I think we have the right combinations. Um, and, um, I think, you know, we're, um, you know, with Scotty and, and, uh, uh, and Reese said one, I mean, they're, you know, they're very, they're very gifted. I think they play an aggressive style. Uh, I know they play aggressive style and I think they can, they can beat anybody on any given day. Uh, but they're still kind of, you know, kind of figuring each other out. So 
Um, Georgia played an amazing match. They got up 5-0, and, 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 and I, I was really proud of those guys coming back to 5-4 and almost giving themselves a chance. And then you got, you know, Carson and Fiona, um, who have had a good fall, but, you know, they're, um, you know, they, they, they just mesh really well. They, their chemistry is really good. They enjoy playing with each other. And then Riley and, and Abby have, have formed a, you know, a good team of three. And so I feel really good about, you know, all three of those teams and, and singles, you know, I think, you know, we have, we have 10 players that, you know, all on any given day can give us an opportunity to, uh, to win four singles points if we have to happen to lose the doubles. Yeah. I, for what it's worth, take it. I mean, again, put no value in this if you'd like. I really like your doubles teams too. I just, I, I think they're very fun. Um, and so I look forward to seeing again because that Georgia doubles point, you guys certainly got tested. It seemed to bring out the best in your girls when they're back. We're pushed against the wall. And so you feel like, again, that's going to be the theme of the week. Uh, obviously, the big question how healthy is your group heading into indoors? Um, we're we're pretty healthy yeah we got you know we have no no issues i think i think everybody's ready to go i mean i, I don't uh uh i mean maybe some you know little things here and there but overall there's no one uh no one at this point is is uh ruled out or in, in question so um and the, i guess on the on the injury status like everybody's everybody's good to go or probable so that. <laughs> that's what I, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Are we in the questionable or probable phase? That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Probable is good to know. That's good. Yeah. Will I, will I get to see the Yarlagata family if we're betting? Oh, the father is already in. The father is already in Seattle. So see, this is, is already, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've known the Yarlagata since I was like fourteen. So I'm yeah. always I always enjoy uh, getting to see the family. All right, what are you most lo- looking forward to learning about this group as you guys head to Seattle? Well, this this tournament again. I I love this tournament so much because it's the. Um, I mean, unless unless um, we don't get a, a double buy in the ACC tournament, okay, it's the only time the uh, throughout the year where you play four matches in four days. Yeah. Okay. You know, because there's no other time that's going to happen. Uh, ACC, you play three matches in three days, unless. You, Unless we happen to to not do well in the regular season, then we got to run the gamut. But you know, you really get tested in every facet of things: physicality, you know, just your mental stability. Um, and we're going to be tested. You know, we're we're playing at the six thirty slot. Okay, we're going to be playing at the Seattle, Seattle Tennis Club. We're playing against Pepperdine, who is probably could have been or should have been seated. So. We're going to be tested at the very at the very beginning, and uh, so I talk about our team at the beginning of this tournament every year. It's like this tournament either makes your team or breaks your team. You're with each other for a long period of time. Uh, for us, it's like how you handle, you know, the downtime, you know, the on time when you're when you're on uh, the on the court. Um, just you know, just the recovery, you know, just all the little things that can go for having a, a successful week, but also will lead to having a successful season. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that Pepperdine matchup. It's a team you know well. You faced off against them in the NCAA quarterfinals last year, semifinals the year before that. Now, I'm not sure if there are going to be any carryover matchups between your two teams from last season, but what do you think when the draw came out? What do you think of that first-round match? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, a little, little surprised. Um 
you know, because I thought they'd be seated. Um, and uh, and I, I, I was hoping that we'd be seated. So I thought, you know, that two seeds would uh, not be playing each other the first round. So I was a little surprised. But um, um, at this point in time, um, also very excited. I mean, you know, Pepperdine has, uh, I think they brought out the best in us and we brought out the best in them. And we've had some incredible matches. And um, so to have an opportunity to play that caliber of opponent first round is, you know, it's hey, let's let's get after it. It's going to be a great, great opportunity for us. Do I have permission from you to call it a rivalry? Not in the sense that you guys dislike each other, but in the sense that, look, you guys play at the biggest stages. It's now the third year in a row that's happened. And to your point, you bring out the best in each other. Those are like the ingredients of a rivalry, coach. Well, we also played in the finals of indoors in Madison. Okay, true. so far uh, away. So we've uh, we played in some big, big moments. Um, so, um, yeah, I I would definitely characterize it as a rivalry and a, a healthy rivalry that um, yeah, both teams. Um, you know, when we see each other, you know, definitely you, you definitely got to bring your best tennis because that's that's what it's going to take. It's a night match, too. That's a gift for that. And the fact that it's not going to be a blizzard this year in Seattle, those are the two gifts from the tennis gods for tennis fans. But maybe you view it differently. Um, all right, last three questions for you before I let you go. Uh, obviously, the quality of college tennis is something that gets talked about quite frequently and something that shined a spotlight on that recently uh, was the success of Diana Schneider during the uh, at the Australian Open and now – for the first time in a long time, we have an active WTA top 100 ranked player in college tennis. What does that say about the level of our game? What does that say about college tennis in general? I mean, it's just so exciting. I mean, it, to have to have a player like that playing college tennis uh, just elevates the, you know, the not only just the level, but just the 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 notoriety. People that non you know, the non really, you know, college diehards like you and I, uh, other people are talking about this. And, and um, so it's just, it really makes, makes college tennis. That's more viable. Hopefully we can get it on, on regular TV um, because it's really important to do that. College tennis needs to be on TV. All these other sports are getting on TV. And so um, we have a great, uh, just a, just a, a great uh, pr uh, platform to do that. So now you got players who are, most recently playing in the Australian Open, and then not to mention all the all the other college players. You know, Rinky Hijikata wins the Australian doubles. He never played higher than three doubles at Carolina, <laughs> and now he wins you know, the Australian Open doubles. You know, so there's so many you know examples of that. And on our team, you know, you got you know Elizabeth Scotty, who obviously uh, won NCAA doubles with McKenna Jones, and then they played in the U.S. Open. So, and then obviously Reese has played uh, played the U.S. Open this year. Um, and one around. So there's just, um, you know, just so many examples of college players doing great things in the pros. And I think it's just really healthy that tennis is in a great place right now. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree with you. And to that end, it was recently announced that the ATP Challenger Tour, in coordination with the ITA, they're going to try and provide more playing opportunities to aspiring collegiate athletes. Do you expect a similar relationship to? be announced on the women's side how important is it to provide those playing opportunities i think it's i think it's gigantic i mean you look at you can see what golf is doing golf has figured it out where they can get uh ranking points in college so that when they get 
out of college, they're already kind of starting off their career in a much better position. Tennis needs to do the same thing. They need to understand that it's a springboard to their professional. They, they, they can't start it at, you know, at the bottom level. I mean, there's players like, you know, Peyton Stearns, okay. And Emma Navarro that, that have done it quickly. Okay. But that's, you know, that's not the norm. So you got to give other players opportunities to have had great college careers to have benefits from their college leading into their pro opportunity. So it's just, there's, there's, there's ways to do it. I'm not smart enough to do it. <laughs> My son Joey is because he is much smarter than me, but there's ways to do it, you know, where you can use your college success and, and earn ranking points. So to me, you're forced to make a choice. Do I play for my college team or do I do I go play pro tournaments in the fall, okay, or during the season? And it takes away from that college experience. There needs to be a way that they can earn points while playing college, okay, and and they're not going to start ha- have to start at the bottom when they when they start the pro career. You're a hundred percent right. This is a Joey and Chris Hallioris problem. We'll we'll let them figure. <laughs> they can run the numbers, and yeah, we'll we'll reap the benefits. Um. That said, again, truth serum. When Reese won another pro title in the fall, were you like, all right, Reese, like, you don't have to win them all. Like, you can slow down a little bit. Well, she, she lost to Havdi in the finals. Yeah, that's what you're right. It was the Havdi loss. But in the doubles, yeah. she won a couple, right? She won, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doubles, yeah. doubles. She won one recently with McKenna, yeah. okay, uh, in uh, in Naples. Um, yeah. Tyler was there with them. So, yeah, they, in, uh, Early January, she and McKenna won um, one recently. Um, in the fall, uh, I think she won one as well. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she's done extremely well. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, she's 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 definitely uh, we're we're happy that she's wearing our colors. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, then my last question for you, obviously talking about how many players go and pursue pro opportunities in the fall. We've talked about this in the past. But it's now formally announced. NCAA individuals moving to the fall. What was your reaction? I'm actually very for it. I, I think it's um, I think it's um, a healthy thing for for our uh, our our main spring season. I think to me, it would be all about the team, and I think it's about. Uh, I, I think I, I'm, I, my only hopes for the fall NCAA championships were that was two things. One. Get the draw right. Give everybody opportunities to get in the draw, even freshmen. Okay, make sure that everybody has ample opportunities. Okay, and number two, that that qualifying uh, berth to the U.S. Open needs to still exist, even though it's not going to be, you know, it's going to be several months, you know, before that happens. So, uh, and I'm hoping that those two things are right. In, in that regard, now the spring, there's no confusion. The spring can be just the team, all about the team, and, you know, there's there's no need to kind of, you know, you can you can you can figure out your schedule in a way that actually can be more conducive. And, and you know, it's not again, if you're playing one, four, five, six, there's no I mean, the ranking points will be individually will be good for the next season. But it's it's going to be all about what's best for the team. And, I, and I, that's what I'm all to me. That's what it's all about as a coach. And. Um, I, I think to me, we'll be able to sell our programs and our and our and our, and our tennis uh, college tennis season so much better. 
Yeah, very well said. Well, with all of that in mind, Coach, obviously, thank you as always for taking the time to chat. It's always a pleasure to get the opportunity to speak with you. And uh, again, I'm looking forward to watching your team compete in Seattle. Good luck to you all, and I will see you soon. Well, this is this is a, a special, always a special time for me because I remember when we were in Chicago for your first time, <laughs> and we wanted, and you're interviewing me afterwards. I just, I did. It's always special this time of year kind of see your face and see you kind of repping college tennis with crack rackets so i really appreciate everything you you've done for college tennis and and re- again can't thank you enough for you do such an amazing job i appreciate that coach and uh again i appreciate those kind words and i look forward to seeing you in the team soon thank you thanks alex appreciate it